literally appreciate every driver that comes in and it's extremely important. Every gallon matters and we want every experience to be good. If, if you don't have a good experience, give us an opportunity to fix it. If you don't have the experience that you expect or what you should get, give us an opportunity to fix it. It's all that we ask. Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner-operators and their families by giving them up-to-date information concerning Oakley Trucking and the trucking industry. From business advice to safety updates to success stories. Also to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, this is Jeremy Kellett, Director of Recruiting at Oakley Trucking, and I'm your host for this podcast. This is the Oakley Podcast Trucking Business Family. This is episode 73. So today we're going to visit with Jason Holland, Account Manager with Pilot Flying J Travel Centers, and we're going to talk a little bit in detail about some fuel discounts that Oakley Trucking's getting. We're going to talk about your reward points that's getting. We're going to talk about promotions that they've got coming up. We're going to talk about fuel I know a lot of you guys are interested in the process of fuel and and how that works with Pilot Flying J. We're going to get in depth on some some other things too, updating their facilities. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Okay, for the Oakley update this week, uh, a couple things real quick to let everybody know to remind you: uh, September the first deadline is coming up, which is the vaccine. If you've had a the vaccine shot. Just one of the two. It doesn't matter if you've had both. Uh, you still are going to get paid $2,000 after September the 1st. We're going to, Oakley Trucking is going to pay everybody that got the vaccine $2,000. Don't read too much into it. If you don't want it, don't get it. Not a big deal. Um, just uh, want to be able to, to offer that to people that do get the vaccine. Also, we are doing a Brookhaven cookout September the 17th and 18th. Get you some of this. This is awesome. For Driver Appreciation Week, which is that week, the 12th through the 18th, we're having a big cookout down in Brookhaven, Mississippi. Why Brookhaven, Mississippi? Because there's a lot of Oakley owner-operators in Brookhaven, Mississippi, if you didn't know it. And we got a bunch of them in that surrounding area. So we got Dustin, Randolph, and Harrison are going to take off down to Brookhaven, Mississippi. They're going to go to Fleetway Markets, where all the guys park down there from what I hear. Uh, they're going to go down there for two days, September 17th and 18th, and going to have a big cookout. Burgers, hot dogs, got a bunch of giveaways we're giving away. So hopefully spread the word about the uh, Driver Appreciation Week down in Brookhaven, Mississippi, September 17th and 18th. Stop in there. You might win something, get something free for sure and uh, get you a hot dog and a hamburger last thing i got on oakley update is uh, i want to recognize one of our owner operators which is always fun for me to do because you guys don't get enough recognition out there on the road and doing the job that you do i promise everybody in this building appreciates what you do and we understand that you make our living one guy in particular that does a fantastic job is gilbert wright uh, gilbert has been with us 15 years this month uh, the month of August, and is just a fantastic owner-operator. He runs the uh, dedicated from Glidwood, Arkansas, to Irving, Texas every day. Of course, before that, you know, he's run all over the road, everywhere. Uh, he's got a 2016 model Freightliner, uh, his truck number 7750, uh, just a all-around great guy. I uh, was talking to his dispatcher, Brian Hill, about him and uh, asking if he had any information about you know, uh, Gilbert and how he was as an owner-operator. And he said, matter of fact, I'll tell you, 
his exact quote was, he is an amazing owner-operator and just a guy you want to know and have in your life. And that, that says a lot when your dispatcher says that about you as an owner-operator. He's also been driver of the year for us in the past. So congratulations to Gilbert Wright. We appreciate your 15 years of service, and you are an asset to Oakley Trucking. Let's take a quick break and talk about Arrow Truck Sales. Keith Wilson and Trey down in Springfield, Missouri, those guys do a fantastic job on selling trucks to owner-operators that are looking to come on to Oakley Trucking and just want to make sure you guys know about them. We've dealt with them a long time. Uh, They are no leases, straight financing, uh, specializing first-time truck buyers, five-year newer tractors, all makes and models, less than 400,000 miles. They they run a great program there. The best thing I like about them is service after the sale. Be sure and uh, tell them you heard all this on the Oakley podcast and they'll also give you a choice of $600 worth of fuel or $600 truck accessories or they'll pay half your first month payment if you finance with transport funding. Check them out. Call Keith Wilson at Arrow Truck Sales 573-216-6047. Give them a call and let them know you heard it on the Oakley podcast. All right, so let's get let's get cranked up on this episode with Jason Holland with Pilot Flying J. And Jason, as always, we like to get an introduction sure. uh, from you to our audience so they know who they're talking to. Got a little credibility. Yeah, well, yeah, I need to earn my stripes. So yeah. again, my name is Jason Holland. I've been with Pilot going on 10 years now and I actually started my career in the fuel car world. So I was at ComData for seven years and then now been a pilot for almost 10 years. So seven, almost 17 years in the business. And uh, what I figured out in trucking, if you've been in the business 17 years, you're still a rookie. Everybody yeah. in trucking is like 30 years, <laughs> 40 years. So uh, I, I'm still uh, learning every day with it. But I've been a pilot and really cover the Southeast, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas. That's really the territory okay. that I work with from a customer standpoint. You got a family? Uh, I do. I've got uh, I've got three kids. I've got a 19 year old. Wow! Starts nursing school next week. So excited about that. Then I have a 13 year old. Then I got the caboose. He is eight and decided that he wants to keep my life interesting. <laughs> so at 40 mid 40s, I'm chasing an eight year old. So we got a family based out of Nashville, Tennessee. I've been in Nashville for almost 20 years and moved there. And then of course started my career at ComData, which was still based yeah. out of just south of there in Brentwood. So avid bass fisherman. Uh, I love to bass fish. Uh, that is my absolute passion. Ask my wife, probably spend too much time on it, but yeah. I mean, we got to have a hobby somewhere. That and then uh, duck hunting. That's, I'm not very good at duck hunting. I'm really good at going and having fun with it, but I'm not really good at it. But you're good at go. entertaining because you took me one time a few years ago. Yeah, we had, had a good time. Now, okay. I, I don't expect me to call. <laughs> uh, or have anything set up, but I will, I, you know, we'll get the people in there that can. So that's what I love to do is bass fishing and also love to, to duck hunt in the season, come rolling around. Sounds good. Me too. The two of my passions too, that I enjoy doing that too. Now, so we could just make money at it. It's, it's, is there a it's way not profitable. <laughs> bass fishing is not profitable. Duck hunting is not profitable. Uh. I mean, podcasting is not. No, it's not at all. <laughs> it it's Maybe a dark it hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which you've done. You've done some podcasting before. So get tell the listeners what you got going on with that. Yeah. So a couple things. So I do. I do some podcasts for customers, kind of like what we're doing here today, and uh, really enjoy doing that. And it's doing the same thing. It's kind of giving the overall fuel update, not just to you and I having the conversation, but trying to disseminate that out to everybody that's involved. And if you're in trucking, you're involved with fuel. Yeah. You just can't get away from it. it they're they're just tied together. And so being able to have the conversations, talk about what we're doing from a pilot flying J standpoint is really good. And then also 
personally on the side, I do a lot of podcasting for the fishing industry. So I do some podcasts for uh, the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency, which is the, the state DNR out of Tennessee. Do some stuff on my own. I work with a fishing rod manufacturer called Cash and Fishing Rods. I do a lot for them. So I really good at talking. And I mean, I don't have a lot of talents, but being able to talk, it, it uh, works. So hey, that that works good. Uh, you need that. You, you know? do when you, bass fishing doesn't pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be able to talk. You're gonna spend a bunch of money doing it, so maybe you can just talk about bass fishing and figure out a way. But really, and really, what we've moved into, I think COVID has exponentially picked up that the pace of from a technology and people being involved with podcasts because. When, of course, we're all locked down, there's very little human interaction. And so to get information, a lot of people that normally would not listen to podcasts or not really, weren't really into that scene kind of got forced into it. Zoom calls, face-to-face was it non-existent. So everybody had to start doing stuff on the computer, on their phone, all these different things that we never had to do before. And it, it was just kind of more of a select group. Well, because of COVID, everybody now knows about Zoom. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows about video calls. I'm doing video calls with customers that if I had mentioned that a couple of years ago, they look like I had three heads. They're like, yeah, yeah. what are you talking about? No, we're not going to do a video conference call. Yeah. Uh, but now, uh, and I think it's with the beauty of podcasts is now we're able, like what we're doing right now, get information out to the masses because people were still doing that, but the masses weren't necessarily tuning in. Uh, so that, you're saying maybe this is a positive thing. It's coming out of COVID. Well, there's very I mean, yeah, there's very, I, I just hit me. Yeah, that there's very positive. yeah, there's very few silver linings <laughs> with COVID. But this is one of, and I think it's just it's moved everybody that was I don't want to say technology adverse. They just they just weren't dialed into it. Yeah, it wasn't part of their life, and now it's it's kind of made that happen. And so there's a there's even more value of doing podcasts or doing this type of information. It's not just the company or people doing it. More importantly, it's people dialing and listening to it. Right and. It's just, it's really what it's what we're doing moving forward. Well, and we've got a whole lot of listeners, especially truck drivers that listen to this sure. podcast. And we always try to give them good information every week to, to I mean, to be successful on. We want our listeners and, and specifically owner opera, Oakley owner operators to be successful. Sure. So we try to give them good content, good stuff to help them be successful. And I thought, you know, I know this is spur of the moment, but we had a lunch date to date and I kind of spurred it on you there all the sudden of, hey, let's just do a podcast. Let's, I mean, you, let's knock it out and and tell our listeners some good information that, about Pilot Flying J and fuel and what they have. So fuel, I think that's a, a big concern with owner-operators is we know fuel prices are going up. Sure. And that uh, can be very frustrating for a truck driver that has to pay that fuel bill. But not only that, but how the fuel process works. I think guys don't understand a lot of times how that works, where the fuel comes from and how it ends up at the stops. And is it sure. all the same fuel? If you yeah, expand so we'll, on that a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about it. And so what we got to remember with fuel, fuel is a globally traded commodity. Literally, it's traded by somebody in a foreign country that's sitting there in his T-shirt and a pair of shorts. He's trading. So you got to understand diesel is a globally traded commodity. And so there is a lot of factors that go into price increases. And that is not, I'll speak for Pilot Flying J. We buy diesel fuel just like the truck driver buys diesel fuel. We don't make it. We don't have refiners. We're not, we have to buy it on the open market just like everybody else. Now we're buying literally billions of gallons, but it's still the same process. We don't control that cost. Right. We, we have to pay the increased cost from the refiners just like everybody else does. And so when price starts to tick up, 
this is the fundamental disconnect, I think, sometimes when, when the price of fuel starts to increase, the truck stops are not making more money. This is where I think the education piece. And so as prices go up, we can't raise our price fast enough at the marquee as our costs increase, because if we did, we would price ourselves right out of the market. So as prices increase, we actually make less money. Where prices start to drop, that is when we can make more margin because you're not dealing on the same up and down scale. So I think sometimes the misconception mm-hmm. is the truck stop, oh, the price is up. They're making a ton more money. Actually, we're we're selling the product higher, but we're, again, we're having to pay more. The, more. We're paying more. The other piece with fuel is uh, Pilot Flying J's diesel is no different than any other major truck stop. No, There's only a few spigots where diesel fuel gets picked up at, right? right. There's, there's roughly a thousand pickup points for diesel across the country. Those are called racks. So- a truck driver, he goes to get fuel. He goes to the truck stop to get diesel. When a truck stop needs to get diesel fuel, we go to what's called a rack. A rack is just basically, it's a a place in, all across the country in different cities where uh, you can go and pick up and fill up a tanker load, uh, whatever, diesel, gasoline. Mid- Probably you know. closest to that, whatever that location is, you try to find it. That's exactly right. So you try to get it close as you can, and that is to try to mitigate the transportation costs. Because again, we have to pay a truck driver. And we got to pay for the piece of equipment to go pick it up at the rack and then drive it to the store and drop it. So we have those those same transportation costs, just like if you make biscuits and you got to get biscuits from a warehouse to uh, the grocery store, you got to pay a transportation cost. Yeah. It's no different. It's just we're dealing with diesel fuel. So if if there's ever the difference of mentality of, well, so-and-so's diesel fuel is different than another person's diesel fuel – Diesel fuel is diesel fuel. Now, there's only two differences when it comes to that. The differences would be biodiesel. All right. What is the amount of biodiesel being blended? And there's always this ongoing controversy about blended diesel fuel. Well, just so we all on the same page, there is mandated requirements in certain states that you have no choice. If you sell diesel fuel, it has to be blended with some biofuel. So there's those states where you have no choice, Hmm. which is... Surprising, most people don't realize that. But if you sell fuel in certain states, you have to blend diesel fuel with biodiesel fuel. The other piece when it comes to that could be different would be, like I said, the percentage of bio that's being blended. Or as we get into colder months, we will start blending anti-gel into the diesel fuel just so that the fuel- After you get it from the rack. Yes, sir. So we'll go pick up the diesel fuel from the rack and then we'll either we'll either splash blend directly there at um, the rack, meaning we'll say, hey, we need, I'm going to make up numbers. We need 7,000 gallons of diesel and then we need you to put X amount of anti-gel in it. And as it's transported, all that mixes in the tank and then we drop it. Or uh, we will put in, we'll have a little fuel dropped, and then we'll put, we'll put in our own additive there directly in our own tanks. Okay. That is the only thing that's different than diesel fuel. So if someone says, hey, this person's diesel fuel is better than this other person's diesel fuel, or they have hot fuel, they're, like I said, I've been in it 17, 18 years, and I've heard just about all kinds of scenarios. Clean fuel, uh, dirty fuel, These there's there was a rumor back 15 years ago that there was a specific truck stop that put heaters in the ground to heat up their fuel, which means that it expanded. And so you actually didn't get a full gallon and it just, these urban legends just get perpetuated on and on. I can tell you unequivocally, no one has heaters in the ground. Our diesel fuel is every other body's diesel fuel. It's there's, like I said, there's only a few spigots you can go. But I got a, I got a bad tank full of diesel fuel at, 
loves pilot flying J wherever it was sure. at and it runt something clogged up my fuel filters i ain't never stopping there again sure I, I, what, what's it <laughs> here's what i love about about trucking it, it can be a two-edged sword trucking and truck drivers and trucking company owners they have the longest memory of anything if, if, if hold some, grudges maybe. Oh, well, <laughs> that's the negative side yeah. of it but if you do something right and, and you do the right thing that gets remembered too and that's it's, it's just how you how you look at it but yes are there times when and not just us uh, and not just my competition we all from a truck stop industry yeah we all they're all there's always things that can happen things sure. that can happen would be if if it's sometimes it's called a cross drop where our truck driver or our loves his truck, whoever, he basically pulls the wrong lever and he will mistakenly drop a load of gasoline, 87 in the diesel. It it happens. Not a lot, uh, but it does happen. There are times, when, and here's really what, here's the biggest, that, again, those are very rare right, scenarios right. because when that happens, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars because that means all the tanks have to, everything stops. All the tanks have to be drained. Uh, then they have to be cleaned. It's very very few times that actually happens, but it does. I mean, we'll have it. I can speak about us. It'll happen a few times a year. Normally we catch it, but those can happen. Now here's really what happens most of the time. And this is not just for pilot flying J this happens at anybody that sells diesel fuel. What happens is right now when it's hot, everybody's blending biodiesel, right? They're, they're blending regular diesel and they're a percentage of biodiesel. That could be 5%. That could be 10%, 15%. And that's, that's normal across the country. And that's, that's everybody in the truck stop business. What happens is as it starts to get cold, biodiesel will gel much faster than normal number two ULSD. So what happens is as it gets colder, the bio percentage gets turned down. And so if we are blending in the state of Texas, 10%, and it starts, well, Texas is a bad example because it stays hot in Texas all the time. Yeah. Pick Tennessee. All right. So Tennessee right now, it's 98 degrees and hot. And the, the bio blending percentage will be a little bit higher. As it begins to cool off, that bio percentage starts going down. So what happens is we go through the winter months. You got all this bio that's not in the fuel. And you got all these additives we're at. It's just so you don't gel up. Now, what will happen is, it doesn't, again, doesn't matter whose fuel it is, your MPGs will not be as high in the winter months because the anti-gel does not burn at the same rate as diesel fuel. So you're if you're if you're tracking your MPGs and most owner operators are and you're putting more uh, anti-gel than you are biodiesel. In there. Yeah, biodiesel in, unless it's when it's getting in the, in the in the cold states, basically everything north of Interstate 40. But now a while ago, I thought you said only certain states. Certainly, blend biodiesel, but the all all states blend biodiesel. Okay, there's only there's only a few states that mandate you blend. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Right, okay. so we don't have a choice. And all the all the known chains, Every, it, everybody. You can't. Do you remember back in the day when there used to be um, pure gasoline, where you can get non-ethanol gasoline? That was the standard. Then ethanol got introduced. And now you have to go seek out, like, like for yep, me, bass fishing, yes. right? I'm always trying to seek out 100% gasoline, non-ethanol. Yep. Right, me too. Uh, and I have to pay more for it. It's just because that is how the market has moved, where everything has a blended ethanol. Right. Same exact thing with diesel. Before, you had to go find, look for blended diesel, biodiesel. Now it's it's the standard, right? And now you have to go look for, and you can't even really, you can't find it over the road. You can maybe order your own, but get this, get straight ULSD, non-bio. Non 
Point being is it's bio is everywhere you go, not just Pilot Flying J, not just Loves, not just TA Petro. Every truck stop you go to will have bio blended in it. And bio is not bad. Right. It's not a bad thing. But what happens is you go through the winter months and you don't have as much bio and you have more anti-gel. Like I said earlier, your MPGs will drop a little bit. So if you're tracking MPGs, look at, you'll see. It's going to get less in the in It's going to get less. Now, if you go up north and you're running up in the super cold, you're in the Dakotas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, where you've got some like negative teen numbers, what will happen is after a certain point, the anti-gel doesn't work anymore. So what we have to do is we actually have to blend kerosene into the diesel fuel just so it won't gel. When that happens, your MPGs, you will see a real big difference just because of the BTUs. It doesn't burn at that rate. What's a typical difference in winter months? I mean, you're talking a, a small, small tenth of no. a gallon. You're talking about a half. I, I would say mild of a gallon. Yeah, if you're, if you're up north in the roller coaster, you're going to see probably a half. And I have seen up to up to 75%. Mm. So of my of a of a mile. Right. So it it does absolutely affect it. But it's you, you kind of got two options. If you want to run in this 25 30 degrees below zero, it's either Well, and you were telling me earlier about it expanding. In the heat it will expand, right? So as it in the summertime, diesel fuel will expand. And so it's again it's it's extremely minuscule and that's really where the whole hot fuel mentality came from. Right. That's why the whole that whole urban legend happened was they were putting it in, you know, putting these heaters in the tanks to expand it. And so because the fuel was expanded that you were they were selling you a gallon, but it was a little less than a gallon. Yeah. Well, nobody's putting heaters in the ground. Let me reiterate that again. But there is something to be said. And there's a bunch of research and I highly recommend just Google it. They're probably trying to do it now. If they're listening to this podcast. Yeah, they're, now, well, they're somebody, for heaters somebody's to digging holes right now around tanks. <laughs> But there, it's just it's again if you're always always looking for MPGs, if you have the option, get get diesel fuel right. at night or when it's a little bit cooler. It's going to be almost non-existent, but it's still year after year after year. It, it just makes some sense if you have the option. Now I wouldn't go do anything different, but if you have the option, yeah, buy uh, your or do your pumping when it's cooler and it can help it. So. Uh, don't know where don't don't know where we're going with that, but that's a lot of information that nobody probably wanted to hear. But hopefully, at that's least good you, stuff. No, I bet you there's some there's definitely some fuel gearheads out there that are. I mean, they monitor that fuel mileage yeah. to the T, so they want to know. What about the discount specifically our owner operators get? Because we've changed it a couple times, and I and I always try to get that information out to our owner operators so they can keep up with the fuel discount and you want to tell them what it is here and what we just changed. I, sure. Especially starting in August. Yeah. So what we've done is uh, we've looking at a state approach, right? So we've got the retail minus across the board. Then we have 12 points that goes on top of that deal. Now, what I want to make sure we get out is that you're guaranteed the Oakley deal is guaranteed that the owner operator gets 12 additional points on top of his retail minus discount. Where that is extremely important is, again, remember, a point is the same thing as a penny per gallon, right? So every gallon creates a penny. So for easy math, if you get 100 gallons and you have one point, you get $1, right? So that's the easy math. Now, if you get 100 gallons, you get $12 loaded onto your card. What's even more incredible that what we've done is on April 1st, we redid the point structure at Pilot Flying J across the board. 
I went to is called My Rewards Plus. In essence, it gives the it gives escalators, or you can gain additional points based on loyalty. So not only do they get twelve points because of the Oakley Company deal, they have the ability just directly from Pilot Flying J to get on top of that three additional points. Mm. So three in, at the end of the day, if truck drivers and, and the owner operators decide, hey, I want to fuel just a Pilot Flying J, they can get fifteen points per gallon. So for every hundred gallons, they get fifteen bucks. Loaded on their rewards card Direct. to spend in the truck stop. Hundred, they can spend anything they want to in the truck stop. Now the only thing they can't buy is federally, you can't buy any reward program. You can't buy alcohol. You can't buy nicotine. You can't buy lottery. Gotcha. And you can't buy petroleum based products. Meaning you can't take the money on your card and go buy a gallon of diesel. Yeah. But everything else, if they want parking, ice, well, I say showers, but we give away pretty much if you get fuel, you get a free shower. So that doesn't even really matter yeah. anymore. Uh, but, but honestly, what we see most drivers use, it's on the food side of things. So in essence, you're, you're, because you're fueling and the extra points that you're getting, we're paying for all the food and all the drinks while they're over the road. It is a huge benefit yeah. that they can put directly back into their pocket. And, and a lot of guys will turn around, they'll save them up and they'll buy GPS. So they'll buy a new Bluetooth, all the things that, they have to spend money on to do their job. They allow just where they fuel to turn around and, and fund for a back of a better word. They will fund those purchases directly in the truck stop. But again, most it, people buy food and drink with it. And you know, uh, this is, I had this conversation. I haven't told you this, but I had this conversation yesterday. Well, I emailed you about the guy that didn't get his points at a certain stop. Yes, sir. And, and whatever they said, they were, wasn't doing that. And, Y'all got it fixed uh, quickly that day. I appreciate that too, and he does sure. too. But I was, it brought up the conversation. I was talking to one of our owner operators, and and I said, well, he was in Oklahoma, and I said, well, you got a last month, you got a great fuel discount, but no points because we're doing that in two right. states, mm-hmm. Texas and Mississippi. Now yes, it was sir. Oklahoma. Now it's Texas and Mississippi. You get a better discount. And not as many points in just those two states, and I and it brought up the conversation with him. He said, "Well, I sure like all that money on my card." I said, "Well, would you rather have a better fuel discount, or would you rather have better reward points, money on your card?" He said, "I don't know. That's a good question." I said, "That's yeah. the that's the question." Pilot Flying J asked me, "What does your truck drivers want? Do they want rather have reward points?" Or would they rather have a better discount on fuel? Which is one of the things, the whole reason you're doing this program, this deal with Oakley, is to kind of determine that, I sure. think. Well, figure that out. So It is. And it, again, you try to do it for the masses. Everybody yeah. everybody has their different places they like to stop, or they have the different ways they like to do it. And so right now, as we're kind of looking at right now, we've got the state of Texas and the state of Mississippi, where we're doing basically all discount and just the, the normal points. And Texas, the state of Texas responded very well. We actually, based on what we did, it looked like it worked. Where we tried Oklahoma for two months, maybe three months, it, it just, it didn't work. Didn't move the needle. Yeah, it didn't move the needle at all. So now we're going to try with Mississippi. And ultimately what we're trying to do is figure out what do Oakley owner operators want? I think it honestly, it comes down to the individual because some yeah. some people like to have lower fuel costs. But they don't they don't see the monetary reward. Or some people like saying, "Hey, I like seeing it on my card, knowing that I'm even though I it's for us, I'll just be completely transparent. For us, it costs the same, right? I mean, a point yeah. is a penny. I give a penny on a discount, or I put a penny on a on a point. For, for well, and he said he said we just I feel like I'm making money when I see it on my card. Yeah, 
I said, no. you, you are. If that's yeah. what you want, I mean, that's that, that'll work. It's the visual representation, and I'm the same way. Uh, there's yeah. a reason why I always, when I, I travel, I started working in the trucking business and didn't know that I turned in basically a truck driver. I'm just not hauling fuel. I'm driving as much. I mean, I'm 1,500 <laughs> to 1,800 miles a week, yeah. and I always stay at Marriott hotels for the same exact thing. So I'm trying to maximize the volume that I do with one specific change so I can get more I can get more status. I can I get more you. points. Same thing in the fuel business. And so right now we're trying this and we'll just keep, you know, keep. See what happens. Keep moving around. Until we well, and I appreciate you guys giving us that opportunity, the discount anyway. I mean, our owner operators love it. It's a lot of money in their pocket yes. to be able to save this much money. I mean, every week and they pay attention. Don't think they don't pay attention hey. because they do. And we tell them to be sure and, and compare discounts. We have it on the Transflow app that they right. all can use and they can see. Uh, the discounts that come up and compare everywhere. So they can weigh those options of this stop here, this one across the street. I get points here. I don't hear which, which, which do I want today? And they can help. And it also gives them opportunity to look and plan out their day. Also real quick before we wrap up, how about the, the app? Sure. Is that something you want to touch base on? There is two things I want to hit on real quick. Three, and I'll do it fast. I yeah, run out we're of time. okay. We're okay. okay. We got um, pizza waiting down. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know if it's waiting, but we we got we're gonna eat There's pizza, pizza somewhere. So, that, I'll pass out if I don't eat. <laughs> I've seen me do it. Uh, there's three things I want to hit on real fast that I think that really falls in. And so parking, parking, oh, I think yeah. is probably one of the, if not the biggest headache over the road. We get it. We understand it. There, unfortunately, is not a good solution for parking right now. We've got roughly 80,000 parking spots. When you combine that with our competition, we still have more parking spots combined, which is a great value. I mean, it's extremely important. The problem is take all the parking spots across the country. It's still not enough. Mm-hmm. It's just not enough. There's roughly it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, any given week, there's roughly give or take 3 million drivers across the country. Well, between us, Love's TA Petro, if you combine all of them, give or take less than 200,000 parking spots, maybe 250 at max. Well, it's just, I mean, it's just a, it's a blip on the radar. Yeah. There has to be, there's going to have to be federal intervention long-term to make that work just because private sectors can't make the numbers work because to be, to be proactive, excuse me, to be productive from parking standpoint, you're going to have to be off the exits, right? And that, land is extremely expensive and you just can't make the numbers work right. because it's so expensive to put in. So the federal government's got to come in and subsidize. Again, 100% my opinion. I'm going to say that that is my opinion, but we understand parking is a problem. It is. So what we've done is we instituted about three years ago, a, pro- a process called prime parking. And it basically, you can call in for a fee. You can reserve a spot for 23 hours. Now, what I do want to address is we are not going to a paid parking across the board that is never the intention. That will not happen. Roughly, it's about 6% of our parking spots now are reserved parking for a fee. The other 90 plus percent is still first come, first serve. The reason why we the do- The fee vary? The fee will vary across the country. It's somewhere between 12 to $15. Okay. Out West, I think it's like 15 bucks. And that's for how long? That is for 23 hours. Okay. So it starts at four o'clock in the afternoon, runs all the way to the next day till 3 p.m. We have an hour break. That's just to, to move it around, make sure it's clean, get it ready for the next person. It can be frustrating. Guys, I get it. When you pull up and there's nowhere to park and they see three or four empty spots that are prime parking spots, I get it. It can be frustrating. The reason why we have prime parking is so that guys that do want to be able to plan their day, be able to reserve a spot and know exactly where they're going to shut down. 
more importantly, the whole reason for it is there's a need uh, out there where if you're high, uh, high value loads, pharmaceuticals, munitions, whatever the case may be, you have to have a designated route plan and submit that to the government or whoever. Mm-hmm. Well, on a truck stop level, none of us had an ability to guarantee a spot. That is what this need fills. So it's not a great answer. I get it. I, I wish I had a better answer. It's still just. But everybody uses that reserve parking. It's used every day. And then I bet you. It, it is. I mean, again, for, for 12 bucks to know where you're going to shut down and have that, especially if you're going to be there that full time frame. Um, well, how did y'all come up with the 23 hours? I mean, to me, that seems too long. But because, but I guess as soon as that person leaves, you. You can rent it again. We do. And so it's a great point because we do have some prorated stuff. So if we have a spot that someone leaves or don't the reservation early, but it still doesn't fit in that time frame, we will still reserve that and you can get it for a discounted rate, but it won't be for 23 hours. Okay. So you can get a spot for, let's just, I'm going to make up numbers here. Don't hold me to them. Uh, $10, $8. And it's for half the time frame. But if it fits on your schedule, then yeah, uh, it's an option for you. But we did the 23 to try to give it that full day effect. And ultimately, we try to be price competitive, knowing that you can go get a hotel room, obviously more, but you wanted to be price competitive and a time frame competitive as well. So, Okay. How about the app? Yeah. So the app is in, we've spent a ton of money. Again, another aspect of COVID where everybody wants to try to get away from touching the pump as much as possible. They want to get away from inter- human interaction. And so we built and it reinvested, when I say millions, literally millions of dollars building that app. It always had some cool, cool functionality on it. But we've really invested starting last year, really dumped a bunch of money to make that extremely easy to use. But more importantly, not just easy to use, but have the functionality that a driver wants. So I'll give you a prime example. We put the ability to check in for a shower on the app. Just, I don't want to say willy-nilly, but it wasn't like that big of a deal. That's just another functionality. Just keep rolling through it. What we found out, that was huge in a driver's world because now... He'd be getting fuel, pull up his phone and actually check in for a shower instead of getting fuel, going to park and then going in line. So it picked up extra time in his life of having to wait for a shower. You go hit Dallas, Texas, about seven o'clock on a Tuesday evening. It's packed, not just across the board. It's packed. Well, anything that a driver can do to help speed up that process. Now he doesn't have to go sit there and wait. He can while he's fueling, he's already in line, yeah. uh, which was just a That's our, nice. Yeah, I, we didn't think it was that big of a deal when we did it. And we found out, man, it's a huge deal. Drivers are loving it. The fact that they can get the receipt directly sent to their app. They don't have to, if they want a you know, physical receipt, they can still go into the kiosk and print the physical receipt, but we actually can send the receipt directly to their app. And so now they have electronic receipt of their fuel, which is a great functionality. The biggest thing that it would give is the ability to do a cardless transaction. Now, the, from, a, from a security standpoint, that's extremely huge. But more importantly, it's a time saver. So I'll give you, I'll kind of walk you through an example. You pull into Dallas, Texas again on Tuesday night, and they're three deep. Well, you pull in, you park. Obviously, don't touch your phone, don't touch your app while you're driving. Okay, this what I'm talking about is strictly you're in park, you're sitting there, you're waiting. So right. I'm talking from a safety aspect. Though that caveat, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> safety manager, don't start yelling yeah. at me after this is a podcast. But when you're sitting in line, all right, you're able to go through in the app and put all your information in. While you're waiting. So you can, and I'm going to walk through whatever, whatever you have set up on the fuel card is exactly what shows up in the app, but driver number, truck number, trailer number, trip number, odometer, all the stuff that you have to normally put into the pump, you put into the app. 
And then once you do with all that, you can say, if you're going to get DEF, you'll put that in there. If you need a cash advance, you'll put that. Whatever that you normally would do with the pump, you're going to do directly on your phone. While you're waiting, you're actually, you know, getting your utilization. Yeah. You're trying to be efficient with your time. And so when it is your time to fuel, well, let me back up. You get all the information. And once you're done with that process, the system will kick you out a six digit code. All right. So you went through the process and it said, hey, here you go, Mr. Truck Driver. Here is your code to fuel. You will then pull into the lane when it's your time to fuel, get out. And all you do is you don't swipe a card. You don't do anything. You actually just type that six digit code into the pump and instantly it's ready to go. Everything is already loaded up that you had put in and it instantly starts to pump. So now you stay again. I'm not saying this is going to save you an hour a day. It's not, but it'll save you uh, three minutes, four minutes through that yeah. process. Well, you get fuel on average 3.2 times a week. That's week after week after week. You're gaining time back in your life that was otherwise just sitting there wasted. So the other side of that is obviously the security aspect of it. So you're not swiping a card. So if someone had to put a skimming device or something in the pump, which is we're always fighting it. I mean, there's always yeah. criminals always trying to do criminal activity. So you don't have a card swipe so they can't steal your card number. It's another added benefit to the whole process. So all of that's free. Within the app, we give something away typically free every single day in the app. Food, drink, something. There's always giveaways. There's always buy one. I mean, there's just nonstop ads and ads is the wrong word. Rewards. There's the word I'm looking for. In the app. All free. All you got to do is just, just pull up the app. And we're again, and we're, the name of it. It's Pilot Flying J. You go, it's, you just it's free. Go to the app store and search Pilot Flying J. Uh, download it. iOS or Android base or no matter what type of phone you got. Uh, it's a free app. Just type in Pilot Flying J, instantly pulls up. I think it's actually called My Rewards Plus is the technical name for it. But you type in Pilot Flying J on any of those, and in either app store, yeah, uh, you can get it free. And it's it's got a lot of cool functionality. You can you can have you can put your reward number in directly into it, and so every time you do transactions, all that information is gathered into the app. And for us, what it does is it allows us to know you, Mister Driver, what you like to buy. And I'll give you a quick example, and we'll move on. If we have a driver that hates coffee, never buys a cup of coffee, and we keep giving him rewards, hey, do so-and-so, you'll get a free cup of coffee. He could care less about a free cup of coffee. He doesn't drink coffee. But what he does, he loves Diet Mountain Dew and gets one every single morning. Well, what will happen is as he's doing these transactions, the system will recognize, hey, stop sending this guy coffee stuff. Send him some coupons or send him a, a deal on Diet Mountain Dews. And then the algorithm or behind the scenes of the app will learn what this guy likes. And he always gets, uh, say he gets Diet Mountain Dew and Jack Link's beef jerky. Over a period of time, guess what he's going to start getting rewards on? Yeah. Jack Link's beef jerky and Diet Mountain Dew. So that's why it's important to use the app, get that information in. And again, it, everything's getting stored right there. It makes the driver's life much easier to have all that information. And he don't have to carry, he doesn't have to carry that reward card anymore. Yeah, it's, 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 it's in the phone. app. Yeah, and it, so if he absolutely has to scan it for some reason, he can hit it on it and he'll kick up the barcode directly on his phone. So again, it's just, that's technology. Is That's where it's moving us to. Yeah. It's extremely important. We've got a lot of owner-operators that, that use that. I mean, we I remember over in Old Building, we hadn't done a whole lot here lately, but we go in and demonstrate that and try to get everybody to download the app just to make it simpler. Download, we use EFS fuel cards. Sure. So get, get them download that card into the app and they wouldn't have to, mess with anymore because you get guys that oh, i need a new car this thing quit swiping you know mm -hmm. well download it in the app and you ain't got to worry about it 
Yeah, well, here's another great functionality. If they use that in from a company standpoint, if a driver on the road loses his card, breaks his card, whatever the case may be, if he has it in the app, he still has that ability to do transactions and not have to go to a, a card loss status and yep. fool with going inside and doing all that. He still can use it directly within the app. Now, from a security standpoint, here's the coolest piece. From our side, card numbers that we're always extremely careful and cautious with card numbers because there's fraud that can happen. Once you put that card number in the app, that card number never gets moved electronically ever again. There's that, that card number in the system. I'm not going to get too far in the It's called, it gets tokenized. Basically, there's a, a fake number that represents that card number in the system. And so it goes back and forth and gets transmitted. So somehow someone stole or tapped into the data, it doesn't matter. Right. That card, that number that's going back and forth is a useless number. And so again, it's just another layer of security for everybody that we're trying to take sure, make sure we're taking care of the transaction. Well, and you got to, yeah, that security, you've got to do it right. these days. Yeah, this day and time with, with people getting identity stolen, card stolen, swiped, all oh. skimmed, you, you do everything you possibly can do. Last thing. Cause tell I me, I was wanting you to tell me about the, uh, the up, Updating all the facilities yes. and, and stores with the pilot flying J. And that, I think that's, you were telling me about earlier. I think that's our listeners sure like to know that. Yeah, it, it's a huge factor. So if you look at us, we, we've grown organically. We have done many, many acquisitions from Flying J, from Wilco, Hess, Williams. We have bought a lot of different truck stop brands over the years to make us to have, we have the largest network and, uh, in the United States of truck stops. And that is uh, one of the biggest things that we bring is that overall footprint network is our biggest strength. Well, what we've done is we've incorporated in the, into those stores, into the network, into Pilot Flying J, but not necessarily, we don't have a standard look or brand. So two things that we're doing right now, we're having a, we've instituted a brand standard. So we've got all these different brands that we've incorporated and bought over the years. And now there's going to be a set standard. At every single Pilot Flying J you go to, everything will hit at bare minimum this brand standard, which is extremely important. The second thing that we're doing is we're going back in and doing many millions of dollars worth of renovation across the country. So if you look at it, we have roughly 1.3 million people coming to our stores every single day. And over mm -hmm. time, those stores just, they show wear and tear. Uh, and that's, that's normal. That's in everything. But what we're doing now is we're coming back in, we're doing many multi-million dollar renovations across the country, bringing those more tired or more used locations, whatever nice term you want to put on it. We're, we're elevating them again, because we have this big tr massive truck stop boom across the country and there's truck stops popping up everywhere. Not just the big three. It used to be just pilot flying, pilot flying J loves and TA Petro own the market. Yeah. And you had independent truck stops. Well, those independent truck stops and regional truck stops, everybody's in the fuel game. So what we're doing now is we're going back in and we're putting hundreds of millions of dollars this year alone into renovating those stores and getting them up to speed. And that's going to be main things Two, well, three main things we're going to focus on one bathrooms and showers. That's always, that's always going to be number one, because if you have a beautiful store and a bad shower experience as a driver, the store, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's all going to go downhill. Store can be beautiful and brand new and has a bad shower experience. That place sucks. Never going there. Back. I'm going to yeah. tell all my friends, never go there. It's horrible. Yeah. We understand that. <laughs> so first thing we're doing is bathrooms and showers, all getting renovated. More importantly is once they're renovated, putting the labor hours for someone to consistently clean that. We're one, well, again, I don't get too far. 
some there's some other people in the business that don't have dedicated shower attendants, meaning dedicated people that do nothing every day but clean showers. For us, we spend the money on it. It's a very important aspect of what we do every day. So we want a clean shower experience, like I yes. said earlier, because they'll hate the store. Everybody the, does. Yeah, they'll hate the store if the shower's bad. Showers and bathrooms. The second thing would be looking with food options, right? So getting some standardized food options across the board. That's new, always, new places to eat, or is that what you're talking either, about? Either new. What's your typical ones now? So typically, it's either going to be a Wendy's from a from a fast food standpoint, a Wendy's, Subway, and we have some Taco Bells. But really, Subway and Wendy's are kind of that really the the main standard across from a fast food. We have instituted it's called PJ Fresh, which is a, kind of a meat and three version that they can go in and get a plate. It, it, food has always been everybody years ago wanted to sit down and go to a restaurant have. Susie come in and be my waitress. And then and that's when they had different scenarios from a log standpoint. They had more flexibility. They had more time. Now with e-logs, it moved to everybody get in, get out, grab something fast. And that's when the whole fast food got entered into the truck stop industry. Well, now we've evolved back. We don't have the time necessarily for a sit down, full on restaurant. And quite honestly, we probably couldn't get people to work in them right now anyway, because of the right. nobody, yeah. it's just a massive labor shortage. But they everybody's sick of fast food. We want to do something other than that. They want that option if they have to have it, but they want something kind of in the middle. And so we've done, it's called PJ Fresh. And again, there's, uh, they have multiple different proteins or meats to choose from. We try to look at it locally and what fits there. For instance, Texas will have, will have barbecue and those type of things. And it That's is a good it, idea. It, it works because they'll get a, they'll get a carton that have, and they'll pick it. It's kind of a meat and three. And then they go and sit down and eat it. Those have worked well. And so we'll, on an innovation standpoint, we look at, all right, do we want to introduce that or do we want to expand our deli aisle or even put a deli aisle, a deli section in a store? And so that's where those renovations are coming from, updating food options, changing food options, making it better. And the other thing it's going to be is just the overall pump experience, right? Meaning are the pumps up to date? Are they doing what they need to? Are they breaking down all the time? Do we have eight diesel lanes and only four pumps working all the time? So those are now, to put a pump in, that pump itself is $35,000 just wow. for the pump. So these are not cheap renovations, but they're crucial renovations for a for a driver's life, making it as clean and fast as possible to get in, get out. Or if he is going to stay, that's why, last thing I'll add, that's why we keep two brands. Yeah. We get the question all the time. Flying J was always known to be the owner-operator stop. That's where it. owner operator stop with flying J because I'm an owner operator. Yeah. And, and it was that, that whole plaza mentality, meaning we've got driver lounges. And I mean, we spent about four to $5 million on driver lounges renovations three years ago, maybe four years. Uh, they're fantastic. I mean, areas of sit down, charge phones, flat screen TVs. I mean, it's, it's a driver lounge. They go and hang out there. We've got flying J's that have laundry services or barbershops in them. And the reason why we kept the two brands was Flying J was always come in, big parking lots, lots of parking, lots of amenities. At, at the beginning, Pilot was kind of a in and out fast, come in, get fuel, grab something to eat and hit the road. And so we kept two brands. What's happened now in a lot of our stores that we're building is it's kind of a hybrid. Pilot's going to have both. It's going to have the best of both worlds. And that's really what we're moving forward with. But we keep the two brands so that the, the drivers can, can make a choice. So I know we're out of time. Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate the oh, opportunity. Yeah. Drivers that come in appreciate we literally appreciate every driver that comes in and it's extremely important every gallon matters and we want every experience to be good if if you don't have a good experience give us an opportunity to fix it there's yeah. a is a customer service number on the back of the card you can google it you can talk to the store manager 
if you don't have the experience that you expect or what you should get, give us an opportunity to fix it. It's all that we ask. We're not perfect. Guys, we're well, not. and you did that yesterday with our driver that all of a sudden that particular stop didn't give him points, made a phone call, sent, it, sent an email to you guys, bam, it was fixed, put on his card. He sent me a text back. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. So simple, simple yeah. to do. If you, everybody's going to have problems with something yeah. all the time. So I wish we were perfect. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're still human. No, we're still uh, human. And pumps are mechanical. There's sometimes pumps are going to yeah. break. So sometimes our people are going to have a bad day. Well, and I just, I mean, I really do Oakley appreciate you guys giving us that discount to pass along to our owner operators because we used to, that didn't happen. And it was only the company trucks. And we really, we know that and we appreciate that and, and give these guys an opportunity to save money because these owner operators, it is critical for them to be able to save that two or $300 a week yeah. on fuel. And it means a whole lot. And and it's, they, they all appreciate it. I know Good. they do. So I appreciate you hanging out with me and, uh, I just texted them. Pizza's not here yet, but we're, uh, well, we're, well, I'm sure we'll talk about hunting or fishing until the pizza shows up. So you can say next time we got to talk bass fishing at some point. I love to talk bass fishing all the time. Well, I mean, we're going to, we're going to slate like, I don't know, half a day. Half a day. Yeah. I mean, we're going to just knock We need off. to do that on the boat is what yes, we need to do. Yeah. We'll, Little camera. We'll talk bass fishing and trucking on the boat. I love and, it. Yeah, I I'm love in. It. Thanks for having me. I greatly you appreciate it. You bet, man. Hey, I, I appreciate everybody listening to us. Remember to be sure and get send us questions send us information text me i always put my cell phone on here 501-733-1206 hunter i'll put it up on the screen for you youtubers text me send me a, a message what question you might want answered that you think everybody else would like to hear the answer to we'd be glad to do it man and until then we'll talk to you next week on the oakley podcast thanks thanks for listening to this episode of the oakley podcast trucking business and family if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend. We love hearing from our audience, so if you've got a question, comment, or just want to say hello, head over to our website, theoakleypodcast.com, and click the Leave a Comment button. We'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show. We'll be back with a fresh episode very soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.